0: Welcome to the Fantasy Wildcat Podcast. We are two self, self-proclaimed fantasy football experts. Uh, we're here to break down the toughest fantasy football questions with mediocre analysis and hard-hitting facts.
1: How's it going, Trevor? It's week three. We had another exciting week of football in week two. And, and just wanted, before we get started, want to shout out our Twitter page, at Fantasy Wildcat. A week ago when we recorded our, our second and third episodes, we only had about 20 followers. Now we're up to almost 400 we're going to the moon. Go follow us at Fantasy Wildcat.
0: All right, Ben. So why don't we get into the week two highlights and lowlights?
1: Yeah, so this is really a tough week for for fantasy owners. There are a lot of injuries highlighted by Saquon tearing his ACL. Christian McCaffrey with a high ankle sprain, will be out for an extended period of time. Cordland, Sun- Cordland Sutton tore his ACL. And Raheem Mostert also out indefinitely with an MCL sprain. And those were just the highlights. There are plenty more across the NFL.
0: Yeah, I mean, the 49ers got banged up. They lost a bunch of key players. So, unfortunately, the the highlights are more lowlights of week two. But um, we, I think we do need to touch on our uh, last week waiver wire additions that uh, we suggested. We had running backs of Heinz, Snell, and Brown. And I think they totaled maybe four points last week. So, those are not good. But they do have, they still have good fantasy production in their future, just not necessarily uh, last week.
1: Yep, and we'll get into that more in the, the game previews. But, yeah, rough week for, for waiver wire pickups in week one, and hopefully we can, can uh, do better this week with our waiver Wednesday seg- segment coming up next.
0: All right, so why don't we just jump into it? Let's start with the, uh, the quarterbacks. Um, I know this week I've got my eye on Ryan Tannehill versus the Vikings. The Vikings just seem like an absolute mess of a team, so I think Tanhill's going to have a great week um we'll talk about Minshew a little bit later he's available in a lot, a lot of leagues he's playing Miami I think they're both good pickups and Ben you've got one I kind of disagree with here you've got Stafford versus Arizona so do you want to explain that a little bit
1: yeah I'll get more into it later but I really like the situation their back is up against the wall he's got all of his, his weapons back and I, I think the Cardinals defense has been overrated based on weak competition in the first two weeks
0: All right, and now for the more exciting bit with all of the top running backs being injured. Um, We have some very key additions that you're going to have to make at your running back position throughout the week here. Do you want to go through some of the names that are up there right now?
1: Yeah, so we'll start with my number one waiver wire pickup this week, and it's a guy who was just signed today, Devontae Freeman for the Giants. I really like him uh, really stepping in and winning that job. Maybe not necessarily the first week, but I expect him to win it and be all caught up in the site by the second week. We also like Mike Davis. I think he's going to be a very solid option while McCaffrey's out. Um, and and those two players are very different. You have Devonte Freeman who could win the job and be a, a fantasy star for the rest of the season. Mike Davis, he's probably only going to be relevant for the four to six weeks that McCaffrey's hurt. So really, uh, different different guys you, that you can consider picking up this week, Trevor. Who yeah. else do you like in the running back position?
0: Yeah, I think, honestly, my favorite one this week is Sherrick McKinnon. Um, He's got basically every other running back for the 49ers is out. He's healthy. He's looked good. He's had two good, solid fantasy weeks, and I think he has a a really good potential next week to really be a great fantasy option. Obviously, Davis is only more of a short term, so if you're really desperate, I would probably prioritize him to get a few weeks on your belt, but... There, there's a lot of good options out there. I mean, we could just even name, like, Josh Kelly from the Chargers. Daryl Henderson, I'm not a big of a fan, as you probably are, Ben. But uh, even, like, Deion Lewis and Miles Gaskin, there's a lot of good running backs week three there to out on the waivers.
1: Yeah, but to go back to my order, I'd go Freeman, Davis, Kelly, and then McKinnon for my top four. What about you, Trevor.
0: Yeah, I, I'm a believer in McKinnon. It's probably wrong, but it's just a gut feeling. I'd probably go McKinnon, um, Josh Kelly, Devontae Freeman, Mike Davis.
1: All right, so it sounds like we have the top same top four, but but we'll see. And we'll get more into the those running backs later in the team matchups. So let's right. move on to the wide receiver, which really hasn't changed since last week. Most of these guys are, are still available. Maybe they're owned in a few more leagues, but – they're all still under 50%. Uh, we have Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scanling for the Packers, both with solid weeks this week, but but nothing to really stand out. And I think if you pick up either one of them, you're really hoping that Devontae Adams sits on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, Lazard and MVS, they're they're flex options. One of them's going to have a good week, most likely. One of them probably isn't. So it's it's your guess. My bet's on Lazard. But if Adams is out, they're both good plays. We also have your guy from last week, uh, Laviska Shenault, um, for the Jaguars. He had another good week, so keep an eye on him. But I think my favorite guy right now has to be Gage for the Falcons. Twenty-one targets so far, tied for tenth in the in, in the NFL. More than Julio Jones. I think you got to play him in your flex if he's there until he proves you otherwise.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think you have to ride the hot hand, and and not many guys are hotter than Russell gauge right now we also like the possibility of traequan smith if michael thomas sits again he had a very he had a decent night last night against the raiders on monday night football and also Corey davis another guy to consider i like him more if aj brown doesn't play but he got in the end zone last week he should have a, a big role as that wide receiver one if aj brown doesn't play
0: yeah I, i'm not too happy about traequan smith being the uh the saints uh wide receiver um, I, I was hoping for Emmanuel uh, Sanders to shine, but that didn't end up happening. Um, but again, there seems to be a lot of good waiver additions this week on the tight ends. We have uh, a few to list is John U. Smith, Smith tight end three. So far owned in 38% of leagues. Mike is owned probably around 50%. But then one of my favorite guys is Dalton Schultz. Uh, the Cowboys love their tight ends. Unfortunately, um, who is the guy who is the guy yeah he was gonna have a good year but he got hurt so i think it may not necessarily be how good the player is in that position but that position is just going to be valuable for the cowboys
1: yeah like you said there are some really good options dalton schultz i think we both really like this week but in terms of moving forward not sure how consistent he's going to be but johnny smith being tight end three so far mike is tight end six and yeah they're both still owned in less than 50 percent of leagues and also, if you're looking at a deeper option, Jordan Reed, he had a very big week last week, over 20 fantasy points with uh, George Kittle out. If Kittle misses another game, I think you can plug and play Jordan Reed at the tight end position. And before we move on, Mo Ali cox big week with Jack Doyle out. I think his role is going to continue to grow, but I think as long as Doyle is healthy, I think they're going to split the targets at the tight end position. But if Doyle's out, I think Ali cox is another guy you could – look for a, a plug and play if you have a guy that's injured or a bad yeah. matchup.
0: I mean, if his role grows to the same size as he is, then he'll have a great play in that offense. That dude is gigantic. But um, I think one player we do have to talk about for the tight ends is Gronk. I think he's a must drop for any one of these players that we just listed. Gronk is just, he doesn't look the same that he was. So I would drop him until he proves something then maybe later in the year we can look back at him. But right now, all five of those guys listed, I would probably have over Gronk in my team.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. And that's really disappointing. They brought him back, paid him $10 million. Everyone expected big things from him, but we really haven't seen any traces of that so far. So, yeah, I think you definitely have to drop him. He's a waste of a roster spot right now.
0: Yeah, and now we're going to move on into the uh, week week three matchups. Um We have a very, very exciting game on Thursday. We have the Dolphins versus the Jaguars. Uh, Ben, who who are you looking at in this game?
1: This game is made for Thursday night. I'm sure there's going to be some nice uniform combos. It's going to be exciting whether the teams are good or not. And let's get started with the Dolphins. And at the running back position, this is a mess. But Miles Gaskin looks to be the guy. But he's the only guy I'd roster right now. But you're really avoiding starting him, Howard, and Breida. Hopefully they'll cut Jordan Howard soon. He's really just a waste of a roster spot right now. I think they need to let Gaskin and Breida get more touches. So hopefully that a, a cut like that could clear up some space for them. And also moving on to the receivers, a solid week for Devontae Parker, but but really disappointing for Preston Williams.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm out on Preston Williams right now. It's good to see Devontae Parker back, score a touchdown. Uh, he was five for 53, so it's a decent week. Hopefully he can re- uh, do that again against the Jags. Um, but I think outside of those guys, maybe you're starting Gaskins as like a PPR flex. And Devontae Adams, the really only other guy for the Dolphins is Gesicki, who we already talked about. So why don't we just go on into the Jags? Um, last week, Ben, you were talking about James Robinson. I wasn't as high as him, as as high as you were on him. Uh, he was the running back, he had 21 fantasy points, and he looked like a, a really good running back. So I, I'm curious to see if he can keep that up against the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, and the biggest thing about fantasy football is it's it's made on opportunity. And he was given the all of the, the carries for the Jaguars running backs last week, and I'm pretty sure he got all the carries for the Jacksonville again this week. Uh, so I, I think just him getting that role, this big role in the Jaguars offense, I think, That's good enough to be a a running back two flex consideration every week. And moving on to the receivers, this uh, Minshew mindset of spreading the wealth, he had eight Jaguars with four-plus targets. That's really not great if you have anybody in fantasy, but we saw Keelan Cole with his second straight game with the TD. DJ Chark only has seven targets in two games, but he did have uh, four for 84 this week for over 12 fantasy points. We mentioned LaVisca Chenault already five carries, three receptions. They really want to get him involved. And I think as the season goes on, he's really going to break out. But, yeah, keep an eye on him. Uh, I, I've i rostered a spot uh, for him on in both of my leagues, and I really think moving forward he's going to break out.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to ship DJ Shark to uh, try and get something in return from him while he's, he's had uh, two back-to-back good games. So hopefully he keeps it up because I do have him, but uh, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, yeah, I
1: think he's really stuck in the middle where you can't give up on him yet because his, his stock's too low. But also, I'm not sure if he's going to bounce back to what he was last year.
0: Yeah. On from a pretty not excited game to we got the Texans and the Steelers. Um, ben, this is your team. So why don't you kick us off with the, the matchup?
1: How about the Texans schedule to start the year, starting with the defending champions, the Chiefs and then the Ravens, who I think have have proved they're the best team in football so far. And now they get the Steelers in Pittsburgh this week. It's absolutely brutal schedule. I really think you have to be patient with these guys. Have, these haven't been good matchups for David Johnson. Will Fuller, zero targets last week, which is, which is very surprising. I knew he was limited with the hamstring injury, left the game and came back. You really want to pay attention to the injury report there. Brandon Cooks was encouraging. He looked healthy, led his team in targets. and I, I would think that's a good sign moving forward. Uh, and this offense is going to have better matchups. They're just This is a brutal start, like I mentioned, and you're just going to have to be patient.
0: Yeah, um, the next good week that Will Fuller has, try and ship him out. It's he's a great player. He's gonna have great fantasy production, but he has that opportunity to give you a zero. Like it's it's a frustrating player to deal with. So next week he's had, try and ship him and see what your league mates are gonna willing to offer. Um, All
1: right, right, let's move on to the Steelers. So something that really surprised us: James Conner is back. He's the number one guy. 77% 77% of snaps. Benny Snell only had three touches, and he fumbled on one of them. I was really wrong about this. I thought Benny Snell was a, a big waiver-wire pickup last week. Because I didn't think James Conner was going to play against the Broncos, but he got healthy and really had a, a good week. He had a, a late run that really inflated his stats, but he was going to have a solid fantasy performance either way.
0: Yeah, I mean, whoever's the starting running back there, they're going to get fantasy production, so If you're the James Conner owner, look to get Benny Snell as a backup because Conner is injury prone, but Mike Tomlin likes to use a single running back. I've said this over and over and whoever's the healthy one, whoever is ready to go, that's the guy you want to play in. This past week it was James Conner, but I think one of my favorite new players in fantasy football this year is Deontay Johnson, 23 targets in two weeks. He has been killing it. And I, I, I am trying to get him in every single one of my leagues. He is a must-play wide receiver too. He just gets the targets. He's the type of guy that Big Ben likes. So I think he's a must-play every single week.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I really think he's going to be the, the best fantasy receiver on this offense. I think Juju's still going to have that solid year, but Johnson Johnson's going to – I think he's going to lead the team in catches. I think he's going to lead the team in yards. And, and, and yeah, Juju's going to get some touchdowns and, and going to have a big impact, but Johnson's really going to be that number one guy for fantasy and also worth mentioning chase claypool hit a long 84 yard touchdown this week him and james washington both have that td upside but with their lack of targets and lack of 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 snaps i think it's gonna be hard to rely on them fantasy wise at least for now maybe an injury to johnson or juju and and they'll step in and you can start them but for now i think it's best waiting and also another note eric ebron he had a bigger role this week I know the tight end position is deep this year, so he's still not worth picking up yet. But, but just wait until he he really builds that relationship with Ben, and I think he's he's just going to have a bigger role in this offense as the season moves on.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm somewhat I'm not even don't think it's worth a roster spot right now until he proves something. But uh, yeah, I think that covers that matchup. Um, let's move on from a really good Steelers defense to one of the worst defenses in the league. We have the Vikings against. The Titans. Um, Let's start with the Titans here, Ben. Uh, We've talked about Tannehill. He was my MVP last week. He seems to just be the type of guy that you can have as your starting quarterback week in, week out. He has the rushing potential. He seems to be throwing the ball great. He's got, it's a decent to good offense. So I think he's another good play this week, especially against the Vikings.
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure how long we have to disrespect him for until he really gains that uh, respect as a really a, a very good quarterback, especially for fantasy. He, he throws a lot of touchdowns since week seven of last year when he became the starter. He's the third best uh, fantasy quarterback, and really that's continued this year, and we expect that to continue against a weak Vikings defense this week. And we saw last week they still want to – Henry's still the main focus point of their offense – 25 carries, only 84 yards. It's not a great average, 3.4 yards per carry, but they really want to focus the game around him, and I think he's going to have a big week against the Vikings as well. But everybody already has him in in their lineup already. So let's move on to Jonu Smith, who we mentioned earlier. 38 points in his first two games, three red zone targets all caught for touchdowns. I really think he's going to be a, a, a regular starter for the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see the, the four receptions, and you just you kind of worry a little bit. Uh, he's been great. I, I like to target him, and I think even though he only gets those four receptions, he's got 84 yards and two touchdowns. He's getting the four receptions when it matters. So he's getting those red zone targets. So, yeah, I think he's a great play, and I would start him over guys like Evan Ingram.
1: Yeah, I think you have to really play your matchups in that, but this is a great matchup for Johnny Smith. And I think similar for Corey Davis. I know he caught a touchdown last last week to really save a mediocre fantasy performance, but as long as A.J. Brown is out and we're still waiting to see if he's going to play this week, if he doesn't, Corey Davis is a flex this week, and I, I think you can very be very comfortable putting him in there and, and watching him play against the weak Vikings defense.
0: Yeah, I think one thing I just got to touch on before we move on to the uh, Vikings here is try and go trade for Henry. He, he hasn't had uh, fantastic weeks, and so maybe that owner's looking to move him for a little bit cheaper, but I, I think Henry is someone you got to target in, in your trades. But um, yeah, I mean, the wide receivers, I agree with you, Ben. Corey Davis, solid flex play. Adam Humphrey's not ready yet. See how he does, but I expect when Brown, to, when Brown comes back, Adam Humphrey's role will definitely decrease a bit.
1: All right, let's move on to the Vikings. Really probably the most disappointing team in football so far, especially their offense. They're really missing Stephon Diggs and and Kevin Stefanski, who was calling plays last year. I don't know what they're doing on offense. Kirk Cousins is terrible. That's holding Dalvin Cook back. It's hard to run the ball if you're losing all game, which they were to the Colts. They were to the Packers. Adam Thielen had no catches in the second half when they were trying to play catch-up. Justin Jeff- Jefferson and Busy Johnson still not worth picking up. They can't get them involved. This offense is a dumpster fire, and and you really Dalvin Cook is the only one you can start. I guess Adam Thielen, but but uh, you can't really rely on him too much right now with this the way the, this offense is playing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Thielen. You drafted him. You got to start him. But how how do you have? 11 completions, 113 yards, and three interceptions. The, the part that just doesn't make sense to me is, how do you have only 26 attempts when you're down the entire game to the Colts? I understand the Colts ran the ball, so the time of possession was a bit slower, but I, I am so beyond frustrated with this offense. I have Dalvin Cook. I don't know what to do with him. He's a With Saquon and CMC out, He's a top three running back in the league, but this offense is just terrible. So I'm trying to see what trade offers I can get surrounding him, but he's going to be limited by this offense.
1: All right. With that, let's transition to one of the Vikings' division rivals, the Bears, against the Falcons this week. What do you think about the Bears this week, Trevor?
0: Yeah, they, they seem to continue to surprise me. Um Mitch Trubisky's not a good NFL quarterback but they seem to be able to win so Mitch Trubisky I would say you're probably not starting him anywhere but this Falcons defense is not very good so if you're desperate maybe in a 2QB league he's there but one guy who really looked good to me was David Montgomery and he just didn't pass the stats test so, like he had Uh, 16 carries for 82 yards and three receptions for 45 and a touchdown. He passes the eye test. When you go to look at that Bears team, he's the guy who looks like he's the best one on the field and he's the best fantasy option. He's what people were hoping for last year. So I think he's going to have another good week this week. Um, And then I would also play Allen Robinson, but that's that's pretty much the only two players you're playing here.
1: Yeah, one thing worth noting, Anthony Miller got shut out fantasy-wise last week. No catches, no yards. And that's really troubling. Tariq Cohen, I've warned people the last couple of weeks, I don't like him in fantasy. He's not consistent, especially last week when you saw David Montgomery as the number one receiver for the team. So Tariq Cohen, he just signed an extension on Saturday night, the night before the game, and then only played 32% of snaps this week. So yeah, I don't like him. him.
0: 17.25 million dollars over i think it's three years I, I don't know what i don't know what they're doing there that that just seems ridiculous to me but um yeah stay away from him but on to Falcons who are a very very exciting team to watch and my prediction of calvin Ridley being the best fantasy wide receiver for the Falcons this year is still going well he's been absolutely killing it seven for 109 two touchdowns. Um, Todd Gurley seems to be having a good year. He's a solid running back to have. Um, So I'm still playing pretty much this entire offense.
1: Yeah, we touched on Russell Gage earlier. I mean, we already know Julio and and Ridley are must starts, but Russell Gage, I think you have to ride him until he uh, disappoints you. 21 targets so far. That's top 10 in the NFL. And I really think that's going to continue. I think – The Bears' defense is solid, but I think there are going to be some opportunities in the slot. And and Russell Gage, who should have had a a passing touchdown last week, but Julio dropped it. I think you're going to see him stay uh, heavily involved in this offense. And my uh, tight end MVP last week was Hayden Hurst. He really had a breakout game, five catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. I think he's still going to play a big role in this offense. And fantasy-wise, this is a loaded offense. I think you're comfortable starting any one of those uh, six weapons plus Matt Ryan at quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, I think I got to clarify my Todd Gurley take for a second. He didn't have a good week last week, but I just think they're tr- they're trying to beat the Cowboys. It was a, a high scoring game. He, it, it's not the best game script for him, but I expect against the Bears to be a better game script. And he he is a good running back for one of the top offenses in the league. So I'm still playing him week in week out.
1: Yep, 21 carries last week. You can safely keep them in your lineup and expect them to to perform better in the upcoming weeks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, moving on to probably the two teams that were hurt most by injury, the Niners and the Giants. Niners coming off injuries, Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, both tearing their ACL on the offensive line. And then the Giants with Saquon Barkley tearing his ACL. Also in the Niners, I failed to mention Raheem Mostert, Jimmy G, probably both not going to play this week. Tevin Coleman hurt as well. So at the running back position, you're going to see a lot of Jarek McKinnon, a lot of Jeff Wilson Jr. I think they're in a split carries. I I don't think McKinnon's ready for the volume of work yet, but I do think he's going to get some some high-quality touches this week.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree there, Ben. I think Jeff Wilson Jr., he was a guy who came in last year and had some good fantasy weeks. I expect him to have a, a good fantasy week this week as well. This Giants defense is... Probably worse than the Vikings. Um, they're, they're awful. So I do expect McKinnon and Jeff Wilson Jr. to split the carries, but I think McKinnon's probably going to get the more valuable touches. So I'm considering having McKinnon as maybe like a fringe RB2 this week, high-end flex. I, I think he, he's, he's a must-start, so try and go grab him. Uh, We don't know how long Coleman's going to be out, but Mostert's probably only a week. So I I still think McKinnon's got year-long value as well.
1: Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how effective this offense is without Jimmy G. Uh, Probably without Jimmy G. We're still waiting to hear about the injury report, but I think you're still avoiding all wide receivers on this team for now. Kendrick Bourne had a decent week, four catches for 67 yards. And I think we're just waiting until Debo Samuel comes back so he can talk about him next week and it really gives some life to this Niners wide receiver core and also pay attention to the injury report like we mentioned earlier if Kittle doesn't play this week Jordan Reed's a solid plug-and-play starter if you're if you need an option at tight end
0: yeah I mean we get to see potentially drift uh, Jeff Driscoll this week so that offense is going to be up in the air when it comes to passing I think they're really going to rely on the runs so I mean, if Jimmy G's back, then I feel more confident in maybe playing Bourne as like a low, low end flex. But we'll have to really wait and see to, who's the starting quarterback there. But uh, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys, I think this team is built to give fantasy production to the tight end. Kittle's fantastic, but I think he's really benefited from having a great offense. And Jordan Reed. Looked like his old self this week, and he looked like George Kittle in there. And so, if I, I'm Ben, w- would you play him as a tight end one? So one of the top ten tight ends in the league this week, with Dre- Jeff Driscoll as quarterback or Jimmy groff
1: uh, it's actually Nick Mellons will be the backup and probably start Jeff Driscoll oh. starting for the Broncos. Just Whoops, to clear yep, that up. Got
0: it reversed. <laughs> thanks, thanks for not correcting me earlier, Ben.
1: <laughs> yeah, but but Jordan Reed, I think I do like his matchup if Kittle doesn't play. Um, I think you can look at some of the guys at the back end of the tight end one that I would start over him. But but tight ends deep like this year, like I mentioned earlier, like Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst. I think those guys are more reliable um, and. I do think Kittle might play this week, so I think that might all be a a moot point, but it's worth considering.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Kittle's in, then obviously Jordan Reed's out. Um, His snap count was like, I don't know, 6%, 7% week one with Kittle playing. But I don't know, I'm interested in him. I I would play him as a tight end one this week. Um, Again, we'll have to wait and see.
1: All right, let's move on to the Giants. So RIP to Saquon tough year coming in as a top three pick consensus and turn ACL halfway through the second game. So they're going to have to pick up that production and it really starts with either Deion Lewis or De- Devontae Freeman at the running back position. And I, I think Lewis could be a decent flex start this week. I don't think Devontae Freeman is going to come in on Wednesday and, and really have that big of a role on Sunday, but I do think Devontae Freeman is going to be the starter probably by week four and but Lewis has a shot and he was decent last week. He had ten carries for twenty yards and a touchdown, but also four catches for thirty six yards. And and we'll see if he can hold on to the job this week.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I'm I, I'm not playing either one of them this week. Maybe a little inflex option for Lewis if you're PPR, but I wanna see who I expect Freeman to get them more touches, but until he does, I don't really manage interested in playing either one of them. But more interesting is the wide receivers and the tight end. Um, Ingram, I'm hoping has a good week. He he always seems to just get junk time catches. He's always like zero for zero going into the fourth quarter, and then he's got six receptions for 50 yards by the end of it. He He's frustrating, but I expect him to have a good week this week. And I think Slayton's the guy for the wide receivers, uh, for the New York Giants wide receivers.
1: Yeah, I like the opportunity for Golden Tate as well. First game this week, five catches for 47 yards. Really after Sterling Shepard got hurt, he, he played a bigger role. But I like all three of those guys this week and moving forward. It's a banged-up Niners defense. They just lost two of their top pass rushers to torn ACL. So I think that Daniel Jones is going to have a little bit more time. Their secondary is still decimated. Richard Sherman's on IR. There's some other injuries there. I really think it's a good opportunity for Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, and Evan Ingram. I think you should be starting all three this week.
0: Yeah. And now we move on to my Patriots against the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders came off of a very good win against the saints. Um, the Patriots came off of a agonizing defeat. I was standing inches away from the TV on that cam uh, one yard rush that got stopped by the Seahawks. Um, but yeah, why don't we start with the Raiders here? Darren Waller guy, like that's their offense. 12 receptions, 103 yards, a touchdown. He's just a PPR machine. He's go-start him, don't even need to talk about him. But I think where it's a little bit more interesting is Derek Carr and the wide receivers. Um, Ben, would you start Derek Carr this week?
1: Uh, I don't love the matchup for Derek Carr. I don't think the Patriots' defense is great, but I don't think they're a great matchup for, for Carr because Carr's not normally a guy I would start. Uh, but he did have a good performance against the Saints last week, but I still want to start him against the Patriots. Uh, talking more, a little bit more about the receivers, I do like Henry Ruggs a lot. I don't think he was fully healthy on Monday night. He was questionable going into the game, and I think he was really out there as a decoy mostly. So I don't think Waller's was going to get the quite the, the volume and target share that he did this week. I like Henry Ruggs moving forward, but, but this week I really think none of these wide receivers are, are worthy of a start. I think Waller and Jacobs are your only guys.
0: Yeah. Jacobs is looking good. I, I know he didn't have as good of a fancy production as he did in uh, week one, but, I mean, he seems fantastic. 27 carries, 88 yards, three three receptions for 17 yards as well. I think he's just a, a smash play every single week. Um, but on to my Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton seems like a – a top five fantasy quarterback. Uh, He's always top five when he's healthy. So I'm starting him over pretty much everyone else besides your like top four guys, which is like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. He's just a a fantasy stud with that rushing floor. And he has a ceiling to pass for nearly 400 yards. So, And, and it seems like whenever the Pats get onto the, one or two yard line, five yard line inside the, inside the red zone, Cam's their guy. And so he's just a smash play every week. Um, But maybe that's me as a Pats fan, Ben, am I going crazy or is Cam Newton?
1: No, he, he's definitely an elite quarterback option in fantasy. He may score 20 or 25 touchdowns this year because they do seem to get in the red zone and get within the five. And then, They run a similar play to the the one they failed on uh, as time expired. But, yeah, he's definitely going to get that volume. He's not going to throw for 400 yards every week. I think that's the thing you have to be careful with. You can't get fooled by any stats against this uh, Seahawks secondary. He's not going to be a guy who throws over 300 yards a lot, but he's going to get that rushing value. He's going to get those touchdowns. And I think that's a a good segue to the receivers. They're not going to do this every week having three guys with over nine targets, Rex Burke had another six targets out of the backfield. I don't like Demir Bird and Nikhil Harry. I think if you just look at their stats this week, it's very impressive, but that's not going to happen again. This is probably the weakest secondary in the NFL, Uh, but it it is worth considering Bird or Harry to keep on your bench, but I wouldn't start either one yet.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to see what Bird does uh, going forward, but I mean, it's hard to discredit Nikhil Harry getting 18 targets in two weeks. He is seems to be one of the guys that Cam's goes that Cam goes to when it counts. I am a little bit more bold than you, Ben, and saying he's probably a flex option for PPR. He, I think, he's going to get the same amount of targets as he did the past couple weeks. Um, I think Edelman's also a great play, but. We might differ on that. while we'll I just have to wait and see what happens.
1: Yep, and I like Edelman this week as well, but he's not going to average 22 yards per catch like he did last week. I think he's going to have more of a regular maybe six for 80 or something this week, and he might score. But he's definitely ben, What gonna... are you
0: talking about? He's going to average 22 <laughs> a catch for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, how about a little a little slot guy catching passes over the top over and over again against the Seahawks secondary. But I guess that just reiterates how, how bad those Seahawks defensive backs are.
0: Yeah, and uh, why don't we go from one bad defense to just a god-awful team in the Eagles versus the Bengals? Um, As everyone knows, I am not an Eagles fan, so I like to bash them when I can. But uh, why don't we start with the Bengals here?
1: Yeah, Uh, it was was really encouraging to see Joe Burrow unleashed 61 passes. I know they're in garbage time a lot, but they're 5-for-5 on fourth down, really led a, a backdoor cover there for the Bengals. And that's really what you want to see. He's a young quarterback. Just let him throw, let him figure out this offense and, and find who his, his favorite targets are. But he took a hit there with CJ Uzama tearing his ACL. He'll be out for the year. Uh, Drew Sample did step in. We didn't mention him. I still don't think he's worth picking up at tight end until he proves it week in and week out. But uh, I think you have to still have to be patient with Joe Mixon, AJ Green, they're still getting the volume. A.J. Green had 13 targets last week, only three catches. That's an anomaly. You're going to see that uh, more consistent going on, going forward. And and Tyler Boyd, some encouraging uh, stats there. He had a garbage-time touchdown, but he still ended up with over 20 fantasy points. And I think as him and Burrow really figure out this offense, I think he's, he's going to become a, a weekly starter.
0: Yeah, Ben, I mean, I have to give you credit. Uh, You said Burrow was going to be unleashed uh, last week, and I think that was proven by these 61 attempts. And you had A.J. Green as your fantasy MVP for wide receiver. And, look, it it didn't work out, but I take a guy who's getting 13 targets, I I take that every week. And so, yes, he didn't have a good week last week, but – If he's getting those targets, I expect them to get on the same page going forward throughout the season. And I think A.J. Green's going to be a good play. Uh, Boyd, I am – I don't know. I'm waiting to see what happens with him. So maybe he's low-end flex for me. Uh, But, again, this Eagles defense is not the best, so we'll have to really wait and see with him. But I'm more frustrated with Joe Mixon here. I don't know how you have 10 fantasy points – in the first half of a game and then do absolutely nothing in the second half of the game.
1: Yeah, and that's when Joe Burrow started throwing over and over again. They they felt that that was the best chance for them to win, and it wasn't the, the worst plan, but I do think Joe Mixon, he's still getting those touches. He's going be a heavy usage in the first half. They're not going to be trailing every week. They might be this week, but eventually they're going to be in a close game or, or leading in the first half, but Yeah, still, I think you just have to be patient with him.
0: Yeah, uh, it's tough to be patient in fantasy. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm on the same page with you there. But um, why don't we move on to the Eagles here? Um, Sanders and Ertz are pretty much must-starts every week. Uh, I think this week, Goddard and Jackson are – So I wouldn't call Goddard a flex, but he's the the mid-range tight end that could have a good week. But I think Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, does have a chance to be a good flex option this week.
1: Yeah, I think he he really had a a good bounce-back week last week against the Rams, and I really think he has an option to continue that against a a not-so-great Bengals secondary this week, potential to to beat them over the top and score a touchdown. Also keep an eye out for Jalen Rieger, another uh, guy who bounced back, four catches for 41 yards. And that's only a second NFL game. Expect him to have more of a role as the season goes on.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see how he does. Uh, it's more just a see, uh, wait and watch to see what he does. I think he does have talent. I just I don't know what Carson Wentz is going to give us. He has absolutely sucked throughout two weeks, and so he is he is a good quarterback. So it, a lot of it's going to depend on him. So we're just going to have to. Wait and see if Wentz can really pick it up to see if Jalen Rieger can have a better fantasy production in the future.
1: Yeah, I almost picked Carson Wentz as my MVP this week, just based on principle. He's really struggled the last two weeks. I think he's going to have a bounce-back week just as a a prove-it game. That's kind of what the Seagulls team does. They're really confusing. A lot of letdown spots, but they do have those weeks where they look like the best offense in football sometimes. So I think you might see that this week against a weak Bengals team.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But um let's stay in that division. Let's go to the um Washington football team versus the Browns. Uh Ben, you have had your Ben's blitz picks be against this uh Washington football team offense the past two weeks. Do you think they can do anything different against the Browns?
1: Yeah, I actually think this Browns secondary is, is almost as bad as the Seahawks, but and I think I've proven my point that Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins is terrible. If you're starting a defense, you want to look at whoever he's playing. But this week, I kind of like their matchup. I think they might win this game. Antonio Gibson is showing signs of promise. He could be a decent flex option this week. He really came on late in that game, rushed for a touchdown against the Cardinals. I love Terry McLaurin this week. He really started to break out like just like he played last year against the Cardinals last week. This is a weak Brown secondary, like I mentioned. McLaurin had 36% of the team's receptions last week. I think he's going to have a huge week, and that's really it for the Washington football team. I love Terry McLaurin, and I I think most weeks he'll be held back, but I think this is a great opportunity for him to break out again.
0: Yeah, I mean, just pay attention. Look at Thomas. He's the tight end for them. Um, Just uh, keep an eye out. He's getting the targets. He had a good week one. Week two, he was 6.6 for fantasy uh, and PPR, so Someone to keep an eye on, but not starting him this week. But uh, the Browns—they had a bounce back week last week. Um, you had OBJ four for seventy one, four four for seventy four in a touchdown. You had Chubb and Hunt. Uh, they ran for over two hundred yards and three touchdowns combined. Uh, Baker was the no one was probably starting him. He didn't have a great week, but this Browns offense looked like they bounced back.
1: Yeah, and I'm really worried about them this week. I think this is a big test for Baker. This uh, Washington football team defense is very good. They're going to get pressure to Baker, and and we'll see how he responds to that. He really wasn't pressured much last week against the Bengals, uh, but Washington's going to get to him. We'll see if he can make the plays to win this game. But, but yeah, I I do like Chubb. I like Hunt. I like Beckham. And Landry possibly has a flex, but I think he's always a safe option. He's not going to ever go out there and put up a zero, but... He's going to get you some points, but I don't think his ceiling is as high as some other guys. Like maybe a Russell Gage, if you picked him up last week or can pick him up this week and put him in there over Landry, maybe that's a better option.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. Um, you're starting OBJ, you're starting Hunt, you're starting Chubb and out on pretty much the rest. I think Austin Hooper is one of those guys that you can just cut and forget about. Um, I think he's a talented player, but I think this Browns offense does not look at the tight ends as much as the uh, Falcons did.
1: Yeah, I think it's really disappointing for Hooper. They paid him a lot of money. He's on the field a lot. He played 57 and 58 snaps last week, but he really hasn't seen that target share and really hasn't seen much production at all. So I do think that's going to change eventually, but until it does, like you said, I think you're safe dropping him.
0: Yeah, and on that note, that wraps up the first half of the uh, the week three matchups. Uh, we want to thank everyone for listening. Um, our next podcast, which will cover the last eight, and then the Fantasy MVPs and Ben's Blitz will be out on Thursday morning. Uh, we Again, like Ben said, take a look at our Twitter and just thank you everyone for listening.
1: Yeah, stay tuned for part two.